It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York on 99.5 The Fan. Presented by the Orthopedic Institute. Welcome in. This is your Wednesday, March 23rd edition of the Region 1 Sports Report. Brian York here. And of course, the show continues by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. Good Wednesday to you. Did you get washed away? My goodness. Can we just not for like a week? Just no more rain. I have so many drainage and flood issues in my yard that I haven't got to in three years <laughs> That that's now starting to bother me. I just wish it would give me the break to do it. So many. We had a lot of rain yesterday, obviously washed away a lot of our uh, baseball and softball games uh, on Tuesday. Certainly no games today. And then I guess tomorrow would be in question as to how good the fields will drain and where and who gets to play tomorrow. So we'll see in due time. But gotta love this spring weather. 70, sunny one day, 55, and pouring down rain the next. Incredible. Uh, but that's where we are as we roll into spring. Got a fun show here today. Going to go over Monday scores uh, with you and kind of get caught up on what's going on. We'll kind of take a look around the region as where things stand. And with that, I wasn't going to do it. I didn't think I was going to do it. I told myself not to do it. But we're going to do it. Spring Sports Power 5. A baseball and softball Power 5 ranking coming your way today. No heads up, no promoting promoting it on Monday, just randomly dropping it because I feel like I need content at the last minute on your Wednesday. So there you go. We're going to do that today. All of that coming up here on the show. You know, and this is one of those things, and I was thinking about this actually uh, Monday night. I was calling a Graves baseball game, and and, and first of all, it's been a minute since I called baseball games. You know, I've done Graves County basketball, did color commentating for seven years, just did my first year uh, doing play-by-play, obviously, uh, taking over f- for that. But I really cut my teeth play-by-play-wise in baseball. I did Paducah Chiefs baseball for three summers. Hundreds of games across three summers. And forget how much I enjoy it. Like baseball itself, calling a baseball game. So, number one, sort of forget that. And I think I enjoy it because it's such a casual broadcast. You just have to take a more casual approach to it. You get to be more conversational. You know, you're talking about 
scenarios and plays and uh, the way the defense is lined up and you know two out strategies uh, with runners at first and runners at second and just all kinds of different things kind of can come into the broadcast as you're actually describing what's going on and I, it's just different and I, I forgot how much I enjoyed it and it kind of took me back to this is this is what really got me going what really as far as play by play where I cut my teeth and I love it and I miss it but for the first time so I did Chiefs for three years and this is the first year uh, with Graves baseball having somebody in the booth with me and I think that's the other thing is doing baseball by yourself really helps you kind of hone your skill you're you're gonna you're gonna sink or swim as a broadcaster when you do baseball by yourself you're gonna make it or you're gonna you're gonna fail and I felt like I, I had success by myself. I felt like I was able to figure that out. It took a minute, but doing baseball. But one thing I do enjoy is the more casual conversation approach and having somebody in the booth with me this year doing color commentary and actually having a two-way conversation has been incredible and been so much fun, uh, especially added to that more laid-back broadcast. And I was thinking about all of that Monday night and, and how it relates to this show. And how appropriate it would be to have a co-host for this part of the uh, of this of the school year, you know, and, and how much I'm going to miss Chris during this part of the school year. That that not only calling a spring sport game, not only calling a baseball game or a softball game when I get a chance to do one of those for that matter, but not only calling those games does it allow more of a laid back conversational approach, covering these things, talking about those games on this show sort of feels like it's a more you got to take more of a laid back conversational approach. And so it, you know, this is the part of the year that I'm really going to miss having Chris. Really miss having a co-host. And we're going to do some things. I've got um, some other play-by-play guys for spring sports lined up that will probably come on and uh, join me here and there as the season goes along and it'll be more for those bigger conversations, more for the casual conversation more for the big picture kind of stuff. Uh, the way we have to record, we can't talk about, you know, give an instant reaction to the last night's games. They don't want to be here at 6 in the morning, and quite frankly, I don't blame them. But it'll be more, it'll be pre-recorded stuff, but we'll be more in that conversation mode. But I just kind of realized Monday, the approach you take to broadcasting a game is sort of like the proper approach to this show during this time of the year. And and I just hate not having that co-host. But we will be, it will be, and I think that's my thing, that I realized even my approach, not having that person, one-way conversation, is going to have to be more conversational for spring sports. You know, we can't deep dive a whole lot here and there. We will, and we do. And we will today, ironically, because we'll do Power 5. But, uh, you know, it'll just be more conversational as we go through our spring sports season. And I like that, and I think that's appropriate and the right approach. So that's what we'll do. Now, again, today, kind of not because we're going to deep dive a little bit more with our Power Five, talking about how things stand across the region. We'll give some love to the smaller schools. We'll do all that today, but sort of as we move forward, especially as the weeks go on, Wednesdays feel like they'll kind of be this, just more of a conversation. How are we doing? How things stand? How are things in your world? That'll be sort of the approach to uh to covering baseball and softball season now with that let's get some scores we didn't uh, haven't had a chance to get caught up on where we are again no games on tuesday nights so we got to go back to monday a lot of games on monday 
We'll get to those, see what it tells us. We'll reveal our Power 5 in the next segment. So here we go with Monday's scores. Start with softball. Calais County over Carlisle County, 6-5. to five. It took eight innings, but the Lady Lakers pulled it out. Carlisle County's solid in softball. It's a good win for Callaway and a good showing for Carlisle. Christian Fellowship beat Dawson Springs 15-0 in three innings. Marshall County over Trigg County 10-0 in five innings. Mayfield blanked Fulton uh, County 15-0 in three innings. McCracken County blanked Livingston Central 15-0 in four innings. And Murray gets past Paducah Tillman 7-4. That's a good win for the Lady Tigers. That's on softball. Over on the baseball side, Graves County, we uh, got a win over Carlisle County 9-1, a good showing for the Eagles. Carlisle's good. We'll talk about them more in a minute. Hickman County over Ballard Memorial 5-1. Livingston Central beat Fulton City 15-0 in four innings. Lyon County shut out Marshall County 3-0. I'll bring something up from that game here in a minute. Mayfield over Fulton County 11-1. It took five innings. McCracken over Clarksville, Tennessee 5-1. And St. Mary, how about those Vikings beating Murray 12-8? That's a good win. It's a lot of runs, 20 runs in that game. That's a good win for St. Mary, who uh, right now I would put as the all-A favorite. But Murray, a good showing for them as well because they are a tough out for that uh, that category. So there you go. Those are your scores from Monday. A couple of quick notes on those games before we take a break. One of the more incredible things I saw from Monday, and this is thanks to uh, to our good friend Isaac Bourne over there. Murray does a fantastic job keeping things covered. How about the fact that Jackson Shoulders at Lyon County, and this is what he brought up. He dropped 14 points and 13 rebounds, pulled down 13 rebounds in Lyon County's basketball game on Friday in the state tournament. Okay, Then he turns around. On Monday, three days later, puts on a baseball uniform, completely turns the page on basketball season after, again, going for a double-double in the quarterfinals in the state basketball tournament. He turns around three days later, throws four innings, strikes out five, walks one, gives up one hit, no runs, and 62 pitches against Marshall County as Lyon County won 3 nothing. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. That, that dude just can play. You know, we talk a lot, and, and I will talk a lot about that, that sometimes it takes guys time to sort of turn the page. As a broadcaster, it takes me a lot of time to really, truly turn the page on a season. You know, we had about a month break between football and basketball, and it was still kind of odd getting into the basketball broadcast mindset. And it's the same thing, going from basketball right into spring sports. It's been kind of tough turning that page. This dude, with no real preparation, other I mean, he was he's playing in the state tournament. I guarantee you he wasn't doing hardly anything baseball-related, if at all, going into the weekend. Nada. 100% basketball-focused. And then three days later, he pitches four innings and 62 pitches. Strikes out five, walks one, gives up one hit. That's incredible. That's incredible. I think sometimes we almost give them too much of a pass. Sometimes we almost make too much of an excuse about turning the page on a previous season or what it takes to get ready, and we forget, yeah, these guys are teenagers. They're fine. They're fine. Stretch out the arm. Let's get going. You know, no, nobody's expecting guys to throw in April like they will at the end of the season. 
Nobody's expecting guys to throw as hard in April as they will at the end of the season when the arm gets worked out. But I think sometimes we kind of give too many excuses for, you know, well, they're not machines. No, they're not, but they're teenagers, and, and they can bounce back and get ready much faster than you think. Or maybe he's just the incredible exception to the rule, which may be true. But that's unbelievable. So there's a, there's a little nugget that I thought was interesting on Monday. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll kind of give a deep dive around the region. Where do things stand? And with that, we'll introduce our first Power 5 of the spring sports season. That's coming up. It's Region 1 Sports. If you live with pain, you have good days and bad days. You deserve a pain-free life. And the first step is talking with your doctor about pain management with Dr. Ferdinand Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky Pain Center. Dr. Salvacion specializes in pain management and will work with you to get you back to those good days. Talk to your primary care provider about pain management with Dr. Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky. You might forget about your plumbing. After all, what's to remember? How about that toilet that keeps running? It's wasting gallons of water every day. And the worst part, you don't even know it's happening. That's why Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club is so important. Only $14.95 a month. You start with a complete inspection with any needed adjustments, discount on repairs, and if you need help, you go to the front of the line. Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club. Forget about your plumbing because they won't. Ivet'sPlumbing.com. Warm up on these chilly winter mornings with Peppermint Mocha McCafe. Now in McDonald's, but for a limited time. While you're there, add a $2.50 bundle of sausage, biscuit, and hash brown to start your day. Who has time to cook this time of year? McDonald's has budget-friendly meals with the $3 bundles. Your choice of McDouble, McChicken, or four-piece nuggets and an order of fries. Don't forget those arts cards. They're the Christmas gift that's always the perfect color and perfect fit. You have a need. Something may be missing in your life, and you just can't quite figure out what it is. You need God. You need the love of Christ, a church family who will encourage you. It's Dustin Campbell, the preacher at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, located at 2855 Broadway. And I'd like to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 930 for worship. We are safely distancing while we worship with one heart and one voice. At Broadway, you will find Bible teaching, loving fellowship, and a group of people all striving after the same prize of heaven. New at Pizza Inn, the new house pan pizza. Crispy golden crust with a soft, fluffy center. And it's made in-house every day from scratch, just like the other crust, fresh and never frozen. Also new, 100% whole milk mozzarella cheese melts perfectly on the pizzas. The salad bar is back with over 40 items, including fresh salads, greens, veggies, fruits and pastas, and desserts. What's not new? Continued commitment to quality service and hospitality. Stop in, see a familiar face that's grateful to serve you at your hometown pizza place since 1972. Order online for carryout, pickup, or delivery. Perfect for holiday parties and family meals. Pizza in, serving up smiles one slice at a time. We're talking baseball. Klazuski Campanella. Talking baseball. The man and Bobby Fella. The scooter. Region 1 Sports rolling along here on your Wednesday edition of the show. Brian York here, of course, presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. Uh, Going to get ready and deep dive into the how things kind of stand in the region. We'll do that by introducing our Power 5 for the spring. That'll give us an opportunity to kind of talk about where things stand overall for a lot of these teams in the region, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. I was reading this story, though, in between the break as I was getting ready to, to uh, record this. And, uh, you know, why not? I mean, why not? With everything going on in the world, 
I mean, this is not what we needed, but I just can't imagine it getting worse. There's a boulder in Japan called the Killing Stone. It's six feet tall, 26 feet round. According to legend, there's been a demon trapped inside of it for 900 years. Well, not anymore. The stone split in half earlier this month. As legend has it, an evil nine-tailed fox took the form of a beautiful woman in the 12th century. Of course, she did. of course it did. Uh, took the form of a beautiful woman in the 12th century, tried to overthrow the emperor, but a warrior killed her, and her spirit got imprisoned in the rock. Now, some people are worried her spirit is free and she's going to wreak havoc on everyone, but there's also a chance it's good news. Another version of the legend says freeing her spirit might actually be a great thing and will help heal the world. So, you know, hoping for that one. Local officials started seeing cracks in the boulder a few years ago. They think rainwater got in and froze, and that's what finally broke it in two, which, again, is what happened. (laughs) That's the absolute logical reason. Now uh, they're trying to decide what to do with it. Some people want them to cement uh, the two halves back together. Others think they should just leave it as is. That second option might be a safer call since the rock supposedly kills anyone who touches it. <laughs> uh, gotta love it. Well, again, here's to hoping it's the latter, not the former. And we got the good news version of this and not an evil spirit just wreaking havoc around the world because it's already clearly what's happening. It's clearly that's already happening. We don't need another one. All right. Moving along, looking at sports. Here we go. You ready for this? Our debut of our spring sports, Power Five. Said we wouldn't do it. Didn't think we'd do it. Baseball and softball is a little too hard to kind of measure week to week and decide who's better than others. And really, you know, just just to decide who's the stronger teams right now. But why not? This show is always meant to be, if nothing else, tongue-in-cheek and a little fun and different and uh, as much as sometimes I will try to be serious and tackle serious things, it's really not. It's really just a way to promote, sponsor, highlight what's going on in the region and be fun and have and, and be different and have fun with it. I think if nothing else, we want the athletes to enjoy what we do and debate is part of that. Bulletin board material is part of that. And if nothing else, I think that is what the Power Five provides. So let's do this. We'll start with baseball. We will. This was tough. This was tough. I spent five minutes, all of five minutes, doing my research, and it was the an agonizing five minutes this morning trying to figure this out. Who's the best five right now to start the season, and how do you rank them? Well, number one is clearly McCracken County. That's 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 obvious. That that doesn't change. It's not going to change. That won't change this season. They're number one. Just put that out there. But who goes two, three, four, five? Because there's a lot of good teams right now. That is the serious part of this. There are. And you don't have a large enough sample this season so far to maybe even separate a few of them. It just feels like a bunch of them are all jumbled together. I mean, clearly McCracken's out in front. They're tier one, and there's nobody else in tier one right now. But there is, I think, a team close to them or closer than others. But it feels sort of like if you're doing a three-tier system, you got McCracken one, you've got our number two team kind of hanging out in that two spot. Maybe our number three team is borderlining that that second tier with the third tier, but it feels like everybody else falls in that third tier right now, starting the season. Now, there's a lot that will unfold this season that will not only change our opinion, but change our perception as well. 
But right now it's McCracken County. They are, by the way, 2-0 and in the season. Wins over Hopkinsville and Clarksville, Tennessee. Those are good baseball teams. They are. They're really good baseball teams. So far this season, again, in two games, you've got Nate Lang, who you'll hear his name a lot. Five of six at the plate with three ribbies, a triple, a couple of stolen bases, and two stolen base attempts. Jed Farley is uh, hitting 500. He's three of six on the season. Jack Bennett, three of eight on the season. Dylan Riley, two of eight. And Zach Sims, two of six. Your multi-hit batters in those two games. On the bump, Bennett was good, six innings. Nine strikeouts, no walks, two runs, both earned, two hits. Ross Aldridge, you'll hear him a lot from that pitching standpoint. Pretty good as well. Five innings, six strikeouts, one walk, three hits, no runs. So they're getting it done as expected, 2-0, two, uh, two and number one in our power rankings for the first time this spring. Number two, stay in the district, Paducah Tillman. Like their district foe, they are also 2-0. and The win's over Hardin County. That's out of, out of uh, Elizabethtown, Illinois. And Madisonville, North Hopkins. They got to beat Hardin County 11-1, beat Madisonville 13-3. Madisonville's solid. They're solid. I mean, they beat Livingston, uh, Livingston Central 15-5, beat Webster County 11-7. They can play. They're good. Solid. It's a good win for Paducah Tillman. Their offense is going to be good this year. John Keebler. So far this season, six of eight at the plate. One home run, three stolen bases, four ribbies. It's pretty good. Leighton Patterson is three of uh, seven this season with three ribbies, a home run, and a triple. Jalen Shea, three of five, a couple of ribbies, a triple. You've got uh, Legrone, three of four. You've got uh, Griggs. Gage Griggs is three of six. And Caleb Payne is two of four. Devin Keebler, two of six. Those are your multi-hit players so far this season in two in uh, three two games. Yeah, two games. On the bump, Gunnar Massey, five innings of work, eight strikeouts, one win, one walk, one earned run, one run total, two hits. It's pretty good. Caleb Payne, two and a thirds inning of work, three hits, three runs, two earned, one walk, one strikeout. So again. Tillman, I think it's their offense that uh, that it has to excite you, and they are out to a fantastic start. Fantastic start this season. Can they beat McCracken? Is this the year? I I mean, with as many guys as McCracken lost, and you know their their bench is deep, and Tillman returned a lot of their guys. I know they lost West, who went on to uh, to get his college career started, but they're still good. Has that gap closed any? Maybe a little. Maybe. Time will tell, but I like where Tillman's offense is to start the year, and I like them at number two on our power rankings here. So I would actually put them really and truly, you know, McCracken's tier one. Now that I'm kind of looking at Tillman again in a little bit deeper dive with them, I'd probably put them in that, that top tier. Can they beat McCracken? I don't know. Are they on the same level? They're as close as anybody. But I'd, I'd put them at certainly borderline tier one and two. But they're pretty close. But they are number two in the power rankings. Number three, stay in the district. I'll go with St. Mary. 3-0 and to start the season. 5-1 win over Hickman County. They, of course, 
crush Fulton City as they should and most will, unfortunately. 24 nothing. That's a lot of runs in three innings. It's a lot of runs. And then beat Murray 12 to 8. St. Mary, kind of like their basketball team, supposed to be a little down this year. Supposed to have lost a little bit last year. But they got a program, man. Programs don't don't ever really drop down too much. They've got some good baseball there. They're well coached. Coming off of a fantastic season last year, playing for a regional championship, shocking the world and getting into the regional tournament to begin with. And they come in at number three. Now, the only reason why they're behind Tillman a little bit is because, again, expectations over accomplishments, if you will. The Power Five is all about the here and now. Right here, right now, as it stands this this year. And last year, Timmon was the better team during the regular season, at least. Remember, you go back to last year, they only ended up meeting one time. And Paducah Tillman, in that meeting, beat them 18-3 to in five innings. It was all about that district tourney when St. Mary got on back 6-2 to to end Tillman's season. But St. Mary lost a little bit off that team, off that great run. But they're still good. And I've been high on that St. Mary program for a while. That window kind of opened up last year as we thought it would. I don't I didn't know it would that much after getting thumped 18 to 3 to Tillman. And then they put together just a fantastic season and again closed out that year they beat Tillman in the district, lost to McCracken, then beat Graves, then beat Callaway pretty handily and then played a great game against McCracken County losing to them in the regional championship game. That was last year. This year, I got them at number 3 again. But a lot more respect, a lot more respect for what they may be able to accomplish this season. You look at what they're doing statistically, Cade Fleming, one of their most veteran players back, and he's showing it. 8 of 12 at the plate so far. That's that's incredible. Five stolen bases and five attempts. Brad Haas, how about 5 of 10 for him? A triple, two doubles. He's driven in seven, leads the team. He's got uh, three stolen bases and five attempts. And then you've got uh, Luke Heath. He's 4 of 8 on the season. You've got Jackson Willett, who's 3 of 8. You've got Smiles, who's 3 of 7. You've got uh, Duncan, who's 3 of 8. He's driven in 6, by the way. Quigley is 2 of 9. He's driven in 5. Duncan, Austin Duncan, is uh, 2 of 5. Luke Sims, 2 of 3. He's driven in 3. Well, that kid get, gets it done on the hardwood and on the diamond. And then pitching. Luke Heath, 8 innings. 13 strikeouts, three walks, again, across eight innings, six runs, four earned, eight hits. He's got two wins. Quigley, six innings, six hits, three runs, all earned, five punch outs, one walk. And that's where they stand right now as a team, by the way, batting 436, 32 runs batted in in three games. <laughs> 18 walks, by the way, that's pretty good. And uh, 15 stolen bases out of 17 attempts. Dare I say, I mean, that's the best district in baseball in the region. By far, not even close. And it is going to be an absolute thrilling, fun, and and grueling district to get through for St. Mary, Tillman, and McCracken. But those are your top three teams right now, as I see it. McCracken 1, Tillman 2, St. Mary 3. Feels like that might interchange a little bit at 2-3 and three over the season. 
But if we're talking tiers, I would put McCracken one, I'd put St. Mary Tillman in tier two, and then I'd kind of go the field in tier three to a large degree because I think a lot of these are interchangeable, but we got to rank them because we do five. And I felt like with our number four and five spot, you had a, a option of about one, two, three, four, of about five teams vying for two spots in our power rankings. And so it was tough. This was tough. But I went with the, the tiebreaker for me, even though the team I put at number five has already beat the team I put at number four, and you could argue bias all day long, and I don't care because it doesn't bother me. I went with the team with the larger sample size so far, and we're putting Graves County at number four, Callaway County at number five, but that is as interchangeable as it can get. That is absolutely interchangeable. I think both of those teams are, are right now clearly in the top five, and it's just a matter of how you see things in this region and how you would weight, uh, weight that with one team only playing one game so far and the other team having three games under their belt. Now, you could argue, I mean, Graves County's two wins are both against Carlisle County, but Carlisle County's good. Carlisle County's going to be a competitor in this All-A. They're going to be t- a tough out. They're good. So that is two good wins for Graves. And that's it. It just came down to sample size. One team's played three. They got a two-and-one record. One team's only played one. I know they beat them head-to-head, but it's baseball. And that, that is what it is. But I don't think you're wrong by interchanging them. In fact, I almost copped out and just said our number four team is a tie and left it at that. It's that close. But we'll talk Graves first since I did officially put them ahead. I know, screen bias. I don't care. Graves County so far this season, again, two and one, two wins over Carlisle County. One close, one they got them nine to one. So far this season, Drew Davis is being Drew Davis. Five of nine on the season to start. A couple of walks, a couple of stolen bases. Drake DeFreitas, four of ten to start. Carson Elliott, four of ten. Drew Hayden is three of eleven. Jamison Curd, three of ten. Cole Katzman, two of ten. And Kobe Mullins, two of five. Those are your multiple hit hitters to start the year. DeFreitas is driven in three, Elliott's driven in three, and Jamison Curd's driven in three. As a team hitting just 298, that's where they'll have to get a little bit better as the season goes on. But when you look at Graves County, they've got some solid pitching to start the year. Hayden Alexander, the sophomore lefty, already getting two starts. He's six innings, six runs, just two earned, three hits, nine strikeouts, seven walks for a 233 ERA. Drew Davis, five and a third, six hits, two runs, one walk, six punch outs. Drew Hayden, four and a third, two hits, one run. It was not earned. Five strikeouts, no walks. Jamison Curd's been good. Three and a two-thirds, five hits, three runs, two earned, one walk, two star, uh, strikeouts. You look at Graves, I don't know if they have an ace, but they got four guys who are all solid number twos. And it's just a matter of can one of those or or more of those break out and truly take that ace status. But their pitching depth is a strength for them. Their offense, I think, will get better as the season goes on. And Drew Davis is one of the best players in the region, and their 2-1 and one record puts them at number four, in my view. Number five, Callaway County. Again, the sample size is just not there right now. I know they beat Graves head-to-head. Expect Callaway to be good. They faded a little bit last year as the season went on. I don't think you're going to see that this year. They've got two of the best players in the region, and I think you're going to see that most of the year. So they're 1-0 with that 9-5 win over Graves. In that game, we saw things from uh, Pingle. Pingle was one of three, but he ended up with two stolen bases, scored two runs. 
Turner at the plate was one of three. He scored two runs, drove in a run. On the mound, he went three innings, two hits, two runs, both earned, two walks, five strikeouts. Nobody got more than one hit in that game, and nobody has more than one hit on the season. But obviously, those guys, I think Pingle, Turner, Basil, ended up going one of four with a run driven in. All really, really good. And then Aiken, that kid batting ninth, he's strong. He was two of two. Actually, he did have two hits. I was I was wrong. He scored a run. Matthew Ray pitched in that game as well. Matthew Ray is going to be a much better pitcher at the end of the year because, again, it's all about arm strength for him and throwing that fastball early. That fastball was popping. He ended up going four innings, five hits, three runs, all three earned. He walked two. He struck out five. But he's a legit prospect for a reason. They've got two guys, man, that can throw. They're two. They got two. Can they string them together? Can they work it out and get it? get it timed out right to win in the postseason? I think so, as long as they stay healthy. And their offense showed some great things in that game. But, again, the sample size is a little small. That's why I put them down at number five. But they are clearly a top-five team in this region. And I think right now maybe the favorite in that district, at least to start the season, Marshall's going to have a little bit to say with that. Murray's solid, as always. We'll see how it all plays out, but I would I would think they have the edge in that district, at least when you kind of look at the lineup right now. But that's how I see the Power 5 to start the season. McCracken 1, Tillman 2, St. Mary 3, Graves at 4, Callaway at 5. Those are, again, basically the same. And then on the bubble, you've got Carlisle County. They've just had the misfortune of running into Graves a couple of times to start the year. You've got Hickman County. You've got Ballard. Notice they're all small schools, but they're all right there making a case as one of your top teams in the region. All right, that's the baseball side. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Softball Power 5 on the way. It's Region 1. Region 1 Sports, the best in the West. Sports final segment of your Wednesday edition of the show, introducing our Power Five for spring sports for the year, which we'll do every Wednesday now that I've committed to it. So baseball, we wrap that up in our last segment: uh, McCracken, Tillman, St. Mary, Graves, Callaway, and uh, our Power Five there with a few teams hanging out on the bubble. On softball, I think again it's kind of clear who's out in front and way ahead of the pack, and going to be really really hard to beat. And then there's a bunch of really good teams behind them. McCracken County, of course, number one in softball. No doubt, no to dying, and uh, be surprised if they don't run the table this year in the region. 2-0 to start the year with wins over Graves County. That was a big one because Graves is good. That was a 17-1 win in five innings and then beat Livingston Central as expected, 15-0. So there you go. So far this season, Carly Grace Walker, how about six of six at the plate with four ribbies, four doubles, and a home run. That's pretty good. Joyner is a 6 of 8 with 4 ribbies and a couple of doubles. Smithson is a 4 of 5, 5 ribbies. Story is 4 of 4 with 4 ribbies. Ariel Fox is 3 of 7 with 3 driven in. Hutchins is uh, 2 of 5 with 1 driven in. White, 2 of uh, 6. Rogers, 2 of 5. Shoulders, 2 of 3. Your multi-hit hitters. In fact, uh, even Coburn is 1 of 1 in her two games playing. 
So just about everybody's gotten a hit that is hitting that has played. Annie White in the pitching circle with five innings of work, five strikeouts, one walk, one run. It was earned six hits. And Joyner, four innings, two hits, one walk, four strikeouts, and her one win on the season. They're good. They're just they're just so good. The offense is is as tough as it gets. And again, not out of the realm of possibility to think that they're not going to run the table, especially in the region. Because right now, I think there's a pretty good gap. You're talking tiers. They're tier one. Nobody's close. There are a couple of teams behind them that I think will will close the gap. I don't know if they'll close it enough. My number two team, I think, has the best chance, and that's Callaway County. Callaway County was, you know, it's one thing to say a surprise last season. Maybe we should have had a deeper look and a closer look at them to start the year. Maybe we should have been so surprised. But they had an incredible season last year is sort of the point. You go back a year ago, the two A-State champs, the inaugural two A-State champs, they go on, they finish 26-11. and 11. They beat Marshall County. The, the Marshall, that juggernaut that they had had, they knocked them out in the district championship game, make their run to the uh, regional championship you know, and again, McCracken got them pretty good, but also last year they beat McCracken. They split in the regular season. Dang near got them both times. Callaway's good. They're number two right now. 2-0 and in the season. Can they close the gap with McCracken County? That is their goal as the season goes on. To start the year, you're looking at uh, Phillips leading the team with 3 of 8 at the plate. McReynolds is 3 of 7. Resettle is 3 of 7. Grogan is 3 of 8. Herndon has, uh, is 2 of 4. Houston is 2 of 7. Bailey Grogan is 2 of 8. Those are your multi, multiple hit hitters so far this season. Nobody's hit a home run. They've got 9 doubles as a team. They've got uh, 10 runs batted in in those two games. Izzy getting it done on the uh, in the pitching circle, though. 13 innings of work, 17 strikeouts, 4 walks, 12 hits, four runs, all earned, and uh, two wins on the season. They will go as far as she can take them, and she's pretty good. She's poised to take them pretty far. Their offense is the difference with them in McCracken County, although you could argue that Izzy Houston is one of the best top two, three pitchers in the the region, and that's going to win them a lot of games this year. 2-0 coming in at number two in the power rankings. Number three, you stay in the district, you go to Marshall County. They're down, quote-unquote. They are. They did lose a lot. Got a lot of young players. But they've got, in my opinion, the best all-around offensive player in the game in the region. Especially, you know, maybe you know defensively and at the plate. Best position player, I guess, is the words I'm looking for this year. And my favorite to win player of the year in Charlie Persley. It's pretty good at the top of that lineup. Again, they're 2-0 in the year. They've got wins over Hickman County, 5-1, and Trick County shut them out 10-0 in five innings. The Lady Marshals, Harris leading the way at 4-6 of six the plate with four ribbies, two home runs. Persley is 4-6, four of six, four ribbies, a double, six stolen bases in seven attempts. Chevelle Henson, 2-5, of five, but three stolen bases. Good for her. 
Corsi is two of six. Those are your only multi-hit hitters so far, so just one, two, three, four of them. But those top hitters are really good for them. Tia Thorpe getting it done in the circle. Seven innings, five hits, no runs, no walks, two punch outs. And Darnell, five innings, two hits, one run. It was earned, two walks, no strikeouts. Can they get back? Can they overcome Cowboy for the That's their goal this year. You know, they've been comp- winning the regional title and competing for it for the last few years. They're still just as good of a shot as any of these, this group that we're talking about behind McCracken. But their goal right now is to retake the district. Callaway's tough. I think Marshall's got just enough to push them and get it done. We'll see as the season goes on. But right now, they come in at number three. At number four, Graves County. Been a bit of an up-and-down start. They don't have Bailey Wimsett right now. And in softball, when you've got that ace and they're not available, it's tough, especially starting the year. But they're 2-2 two and two on the season right now. Lost to Christian County 9-0. Beat Carlisle County, who's good. They're they're good. Beat them seven to six. Lost to McCracken seventeen one, and then beat Marion Illinois six to four. So two and two on the season. You look at what they're doing. Ginger Martin eight of thirteen to start the year. That's pretty good. Gwen Munzel is five of nine. Anna Rogers has four hits, four of twelve. Williams four of fifteen. Woods four of thirteen. Bell is four of thirteen. Anna Taylor is 2 of 9. Ellie Davis, 2 of 13. Hitting 304 as a team, 13 ribbies in those games. Without Wimsett, Anna Rogers getting a lot of the uh, pitching duties. 20 and a third. 18 hits, 24 runs, 13 were earned. That's a big key there. 12 walks, 24 strikeouts across 20 and a third. Yeah, cut down on the uh, on the hits. Limit some of those hits. Those, those stats look pretty good, especially with 24 strikeouts. But again, without Bailey Wimsett, they've held their own. At 2-2, two and two, they come in at number 4. Coming in at number 5, and again, kind of went back and forth on this one. There's, there's some good teams here and a lot to consider. But we go with Hickman County. Hickman County is 3-1. and one. A 1-0 win over Tillman, 10-0 over CCA. 11-1 over South Fulton. Their lone loss is to Marshall County. And it was close, 5-1. to one. Expected them to be down. Probably are a little bit. Not having Bella Bats and some of those players they've had the past few years. Small, school, small schools are a little more handicapped. They rely on those top two or three players to really carry the load. But they've got a pretty good top two or three players this year. Kritzer, 5 of 9 to lead them so far. Grissom, 3 of 8. J.C. Rose, she's pretty good at softball, not a three of nine. Rancy Skaggs, she's pretty good at softball, three of nine. And I'm probably going to get this name wrong, but I'll give it a shot. Biasy, Blair Biasy, she's three of ten. Carly Bowes, three of seven. Batting 329 as a team. J.C. Rose in the circle with the top two or three pitchers in the region. 18 innings of work, nine hits, five runs, four earned, three walks, 23 punch outs for a two and one record. And that's the key in softball. You have an ace and a true ace. You're going to win a lot of games. You're going to go as far, uh, pretty far. You need an offense to score you some runs when you run into the other uh, team's ace. But J.C. Rose is an ace, and as long as she's there, they're still in our power five, and they come in at number five. Now, on the bump for me, you look at a team like Murray. 
Murray's been solid to start this year. They're 2-1 and one with a win over Tillman. You look at uh, Carlisle County. Carlisle County's 2-2 two and two with wins over St. Mary and Mayfield. A close loss to Callaway County and a close loss to Graves County. They're in it. So I think, again, I think you've got two or three teams there competing for a spot in our Power Five. We're deep. Softball and baseball in this region's deep. It's top-heavy with those McCracken County teams at the top, but that has got some depth and some talent, some competition behind them, and that's how they stack up. McCracken 1, Callaway 2, Marshall 3, Graves 4, Hickman 5, Murray, Carlisle on the bubble for me. So there you go. Our debut of our first ever Spring Sports Power 5. Well, it's not our first ever, but the first this year that I wasn't going to do. And I went and did it. So there you have it. That's going to push us against the clock. That's going to wrap things up for me on this Wednesday edition of the show. Hope you've enjoyed. Rain, rain, go away. Hopefully Friday we'll have some more games to discuss. And we'll do that on Friday. Until then, this has been Region 1 Sports. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.